and welcome to Risk Chats with a Firm. I'm your host, Paul Marshall. Today, we're speaking with Marianne Roth. She's the Chief Risk Officer at the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau. And we're talking about their ERM journey, how they got to where they are today, some of the current focus based on latest administration, and where they'd like to be in the near future. So we hope you will enjoy this risk chat. Hello and welcome to the podcast. All right, another exciting Affirm Risk chat. And uh, joining us today is Marianne Roth. She's from the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, and we wanted to have Marianne on to talk about their uh, risk management program. So good morning, Marianne. How are you? Good morning. I'm great and very excited to be here. Awesome. Well, why don't we start off, um, if you could just tell us a little bit about what you do over at CFPB. So thanks so much. I'm, I'm Marianne Roth. I'm the Chief Risk Officer at the Bureau. And for those of you that are not familiar with the Bureau, we are a new um, federal agency that's responsible for ensuring that consumers are treated fairly by banks, lenders, and other financial companies. We're responsible for enforcing federal consumer financial laws and protecting consumers in the financial marketplace. We do this by rooting out unfair, deceptive, or abusive practices, writing rules and laws and enforcing the law to ensure that consumers don't face discrimination. And we also um, provide financial education so that people can make the right decisions for their um, their, their financial lives. Um, in At the Bureau, um, as the Chief Risk Officer, I'm responsible for establishing an enterprise risk management capability, which is really focused on improving the decision-making and embedding um, an awareness of risk throughout all of the senior leadership decision-making processes. Great. Well, I think uh, it'd be great to hear for the audience just a little bit about, you know, maybe the journey when you all tried to start this program and, uh, you know, just a little bit about the history, how it started, where, where, and how you've got to where you are today. Absolutely. So the Bureau decided to implement ERM in um, 2017. Um, at that, and I was brought on specifically to be the Bureau's first chief risk officer and establish an, an ERM capability. And we, um, the Bureau wanted to be in compliance with obviously with um, OMB's circular A123, but they really saw this as an opportunity to shape the, the future of the Bureau and the way that we um, make decisions. You know, at, again, being a young agency, we had, um, we, we were moving from um, a startup mentality to really trying to mature our operations and our um, processes. And leadership at the time felt that ERM was uh, a very effective tool to help do that to help really um, move the organization um, in a way that it could better achieve its goals and, and objectives. So, um, so, so when I joined the Bureau, um, one of the first things I wanted to do to create this ERM capability was to ensure that the, the program really addressed the needs of leadership. And I took the approach of meeting with all of the, the leadership team and talking to them about what they wanted to get out of an ERM program. What, what is the value that we could provide to the 
uh, to the organization and to these individual leaders. And I really think that this helps us um, develop a program that is tailored to the Bureau's needs, but also is very um, much embedded into the way that we do business so that um, the ERM is not considered a compliance activity or is you know, um, an additional burden for, for individuals. It, it really is becoming just the way that the Bureau does business. And so some of the things that we uh, wanted to focus on to really demonstrate the value of ERM was improving our visibility of emerging risks and the interdependencies across the organization, um, enhancing the quality of decision-making by embedding trade-off considerations into all of our um, evaluation of, of new proposals and, and initiatives, and uh, proactively addressing vulnerabilities before they become major incidents, and resolving conflicts um, that arise when divisions or leaders have different risk appetites and priorities. So with this value proposition that I've just described, we use this to, um, to shape the way that we have um, implemented ERM at the Bureau. And you said that was back in 2017. So, you know, and I think between now and then there's been, you know, administration changes, things like that. You know, were there like obstacles, you know, to just getting things going? And maybe how did you overcome some of those hurdles? Just uh, maybe like lessons learned for folks out there. Sure, absolutely. So um, we, uh, again, because we, we built the program from the ground up um, in a short period of time, we we um, and we're very proud of our accomplishments in that regard. But we've um, established a maturity model that's tailored to the bureau's needs, and um, we have assessed ourselves at a level three maturity uh, out of a five point scale, and we're really hoping to maintain that that maturity. So we, you know, quickly um, achieved that mature that maturity level. But now I think the real challenge is maintaining it. You know, with um, the various leadership changes that we've had, uh, new priorities of the administration, new priorities of leadership, it's, um, it's, I think it's a challenge for every federal agency to really build an ERM program that's nimble and adaptable enough to, um, to withstand the, these changes in leadership and these changes in priority. So we, um, so at the Bureau, we are really trying to ensure that we build um, that, that we that we have the processes in place so that leadership can see the value of our ERM program and and um, and that we can adjust to their changing priorities very quickly one example of that is the um, the focus that our acting director David Reggio has placed on racial and economic equity in um, traditional traditionally under, underserved communities. Um, so the Bureau is taking a, a many different actions to help ensure that these consumers are protected and that they are um, treated fairly in the marketplace. And so we, so from an ERM perspective, we have um, readjusted our focus on the risk to consumers in each of the markets that we monitor and um, put a special emphasis or a special lens on the unique impacts to um, traditionally underserved communities. And we've um, provided that information to leadership and, and it has been used to help drive some of the new initiatives that the Bureau has been rolling out. Right. And yeah, I was very interested in that. Um, you know, that, like you said, that is uh, kind of a new uh, initiative here. And 
you know, for something like that, how do you work with uh, other folks in your agency to, you know, to kind of gather the information, the metrics and things needed to make sure that you guys are mitigating risks related to equity and things like that? Sure. So we um, we have an enterprise risk committee, which is our senior governance body for ERM, and that group um, is meets on a quarterly basis. But we've also um, cha- recently changed um, the way that we monitor risk to consumers and risk to the bureau. Um, we've created a a new um, council called our enterprise risk Man- monitoring council, and it's comprised of um, a senior level staff, a senior level official, and they are particularly focused on reviewing the the, uh, the key risk indicators and key performance indicators associated with our our top risks uh, to the bureau, as well as the top risks to consumers. So we um, we're developing a very robust uh, monitoring approach um, that's focused on leveraging key. Um, KIs and KPIs, but we're but it's also about communication. So I think that having this this new um, this, this new body monitoring body that will focus on risks and really um, ensure will, will really help improve the communication and awareness across the bureau. So we're um, we we are specifically trying to pull together these different parts of the organization it, um, and have these focused uh, discussions on risk in order to um, to improve our um, our understanding and also to implement new initiatives to help protect consumers. Right. And I was wondering, you know, you all are a smaller agency. Do you, so do you feel that there are certain advantages with that, um, you know, to be able to get, you know, get in front of these leaders, um, gather people together, maybe get, get things going a little more quickly than maybe a much larger agency? Yes, I think so. Um, one of the benefits of uh, being a small agency is that the, is the placement of, of our ERM program. So I am um, a member of the Office of Strategy, which is in the, um, the director's front office, and the office of the director of the Bureau. So I have a lot more access to the chief of staff, the deputy director, and the director than I would um, if we had been placed in a different part of the organization. So I think that um, by being a small agency, this um, regular leadership access is is a significant benefit and is um, it's kind of unique. You know, in most most of the larger agencies, I think that you find year-round programs placed uh, um, in the CFO's office or in other um, parts of the organization. So, again, I think that being able to be a part of the leadership team and really driving decision-making and, and the, um, the tone at the top regarding ERM has been um, a big, big benefit for us. Right. It sounds like you're in exactly the right place you need to be to have, uh, you know, both the uh, the access and, and just the uh, – you know, the quick visibility into what the important initiatives are from the executives. I would, is that, is that a fair assessment? Yes, definitely. So, and going along with that, you know, uh, since you are there and you're kind of hearing the the issues as they arise pretty close to real time, I'm guessing, you know, how, how have you all been able to, you know, nimbly reprioritize or change your focus as as new priorities come up you know because obviously i'm assuming you have a risk register and things that have been there 
over a year or two, but then all of a sudden something brand new pops up. How do you accommodate and, and get quickly, you know, put that on your, on your list, so to speak. That's a great question. So I would say that, you know, we, we definitely, you know, maintain our risk registers and our agency risk profile, but the, the, the approach that I've taken is really to um, help embed ERM and risk-based thinking into the initial planning efforts for these uh, new strategic initiatives. So, um, and, and then, you know, update our, our ERM documentation after the fact. So, for example, um, I, I find it, it, it's, it's most effective, at least at the Bureau, for us to um, be involved in the early planning stages of a new strategic initiative. So because of the, our location in, in the director's front office, we have, I have visibility into um, the, you know, the, the development of these new initiatives, and I'm able to um, participate in, in the planning session with the, um, the division leaders who are going to be actually implementing the initiative. So we're building, you know, an ERM focus and thinking about trade-offs and thinking about the, um, how, uh, how this initiative relates to other priorities of the Bureau and how, um, the, what interdependent, interdependencies exist for this particular initiative. So building that, that thinking, that approach early into, um, into our planning, I found to be very effective. It also enables us to, um, really assess like what it will be the impact not only of this new strategic objective or strategic initiative but what will be the impact um to to the bureau and to other and how will this impact our other priorities that the bureau has in place so um so that, that that's how we have tried to make our ERM program very nimble by being involved in the, the early stages of a planning process, but, you know, continuing to support the, the project throughout. Right. I think I remember, I remember speaking to another agency, maybe it was a VA, but their risk officer had some very similar response to what you're saying is that, you know, as new initiatives, high priority things happen at the agency, they would actually bring him in to the planning and support, just like it sounds like they're doing for you. That definitely seems the most effective use of a, of a risk management officer, right? Exactly. I, I strongly agree with that. I think it allows us to, to um, contribute, you know, from a risk perspective, but also to um, work more organically within the organization. Again, so that, that people can see the value of ERM and that it's not, something that's bolted on to the way that the organization does business. It becomes a part of the way they do business. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Have that person with the, the risk lens on to uh, provide that piece of feedback that the input into the overall plan, the overall strategy. So no, that's, that's awesome. Um, so another area I just wanted to talk a little bit. So you mentioned you're, you know, you're not part of the CFO shop. So I presume you're not part of the, internal controls, uh, group, um, if that being the case, you know, do you see advantages or disadvantages to that? So, uh, that is correct. I'm not part of the internal controls group, but I do have regular interactions and, um, standing meetings with our internal controls group so that we can ensure alignment between the risks on the agency risk profile and the, the, um, the controls that are, um, in place and that they, they monitor, for the bureau's processes, so I think that um, 
I think that gives us a, a, bunch, a lot more flexibility than if we were um, a part of the internal controls team. Um, again, I think that being in the director's front office and being able to uh, be involved in the early planning stages of, of strategic initiatives allows us to make our ERM program more focused on the strategic initiatives that are the, the strategic risks facing the Bureau. Um, quite frankly, our risk profile is very focused on, on strategic risk rather than operational risks, although there are some operational risks on the profile. But we are really focused on, you know, how can we, how can we leverage ERM to make it work for the Bureau and help us achieve our, our mission objectives um, most effectively. And we also feel that our, um, our current internal controls are very effective at managing the, um, or helping to manage the operational risks that the Bureau has. So it, it basically allows our, the ERM program to take a more strategic focus. Right, absolutely. Yeah, and I know, you know, a lot of agencies where the internal control program still primarily focuses on financial and maybe more operational things, but not as often on the other mission aspects. I know they're trying to, but, you know, just seems to make more sense for you guys to kind of be in a different, you know, different part of the organization. Exactly. It, it definitely works for the Bureau. So Marianne, I just had one more question for you. Uh, you know, you said you kind of are a certain maturity level now with the program. You know, what would you be most interested in accomplishing over the next year or two to kind of get the program to that next level? Sure. So I'm really focused um, over the next two years on building an, an ERM capability across the Bureau at, at more the division level than at the enterprise level. And what I mean by that is that I really want to start um, helping the, the Bureau um, increase its capacity for monitoring risks and um, identifying risks at different levels of the organization. We have taken um, a very top-down approach to implementing ERM, particularly because that, that's what's worked well for the Bureau. But I think that focusing more on the bottom-up perspective and building that, that capability and awareness throughout the organization, um, establishing metrics that, um, that uh, can be monitored by each of the divisions to ensure that their, their risks are um, maintained within the agency's tolerance and uh, risk appetite levels is a, is a critical goal for us. And I, th I think a part of that is also um, increasing the, the risk awareness across, uh, across the Bureau. Um, really focusing on in increasing training, increasing um, communities of practice, and establishing just a a a, um, a culture that is risk aware, and, but also is um, focused on being very proactive. Um, you know, and, and establishing effective escalation strategies across the bureau. Well, that's great. Well, well, thank you very much. No, this is great. I, uh, this is a great overview of, uh, of what you all do. And I think uh, we definitely have some good ideas for some other agencies programs. So I uh, appreciate you coming on the podcast today. Thank you so much. It was wonderful to be here with you. That's the show. Thanks for tuning in. Check out all our podcasts 
Affirm.org is where you can go. We've got a whole bunch lined up here that we'll be publishing in September. A little backlog here. I'm happy to get it out to you all to get some nice insights. And don't forget, the summit's coming up a couple months away, actually one month away. So I'll definitely be there. Hope to uh, learn some great things, and uh, there's some great speakers, so I think it's going to be a good one. And until next time, this is your host, Paul Marshall, signing off for Risk Chats with a Firm.